This is Briar Klopp, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Greenbush, Minnesota. And we're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have reports from Whitney Pittman and Tyler Donaldson as well. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is meeting with the Chinese Foreign Minister today and tomorrow about the Houthi attacks on commercial shipping on the Red Sea. The Biden administration wants China to use its influence in Iran to end these shipping disruptions. Earlier this week, China's foreign minister said Beijing is deeply concerned about the tensions in the Red Sea. The shipping crisis on the Red Sea is impacting the traffic moving through the Suez Canal. An official with the Waterway Authority reports revenues this past month are down 44% from January of last year. Daily container shipments through the Suez Canal are half of what they were a year ago. Commercial shippers are avoiding the Red Sea due to the ongoing attacks by the Houthi militant rebels. The South Dakota Wheat Growers Association is in Washington, D.C. for the annual meeting. The Red River Farm Network Farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has that story. South Dakota Wheat Growers Association Executive Director Karen Osman is hearing from leadership that farm bill movement may be hard to come by early this year. We had a briefing from Senator Stabenow and Senator Bozeman, and um, they touched on, you know, a gamut of different things of how they're trying to get monies to do different things, but it didn't sound like they had any real handle on something that was going to happen soon. Uh, and after listening to those senators, we went to the Hill to visit with our own senators and visited with Senator Thune first, uh, who's always positive but did not have much optimism to see a farm bill done soon or move soon. Funding is a big sticking point. And then we tried to visit with Representative Dusty Johnson, who the House is not in session, but we met with their um, senior ag reps. And uh, again, all kinds of ideas floating around, move this pile of money to that pile of money, but just sounds like it's a stalemate at this point. It's just not going anywhere real fast, unfortunately. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Minnesota Senate Ag Committee Chair Eric Putman uh, says rural health care and emergency response services are a high priority in the coming legislative session. Rural health care is a huge problem right now. If you look at uh, health care outcomes, the possibility that, that many of your listeners, uh, and I do to have, living in greater Minnesota, trying to get appointments uh, at a doctor. Uh, in addition to the emergency services, we have doing less preventative care, and then we have worse health outcomes. Uh, healthcare in rural Minnesota is a really big problem. Uh, one of the problems is workforce. So, uh, you know, the EMS services, they don't have people who want to be EM EMTs. 11% uh, of the physicians uh, live, only 11% of physicians live in rural areas, and one in three of those folks is going to retire in the next five years. The corn market corrected lower yesterday. The money farm owner, Allison Thompson, says the corn market continues to hold support. So and we are maintaining that 450 level on March corn, so that's definitely a good thing. Um, we didn't get any higher, really, today. It would have been nice to see that market continue and trade higher, but we'll take the good news where we can get in. We're at least technically holding on. But again, no fresh news, really, today to, to give corn a whole lot of movement, and it's been a very slow mover 
to the upside. Today's just a minor pullback, I think, um, there too, but still holding really good support. The energy markets also supporting corn. We had energies actually come back a little bit. We're up over $2 right now in crude markets, so $77 a barrel roughly. Um, just something to keep an eye on. A lot, a lot of it has to do with the good economic news we received today, which is keeping outside markets in U.S. stocks higher. Um, and also tensions in the Red Sea. So some of those things could definitely impact movement on our green side, and maybe that helped out corn a bit today, too. Total Farm Marketing Market Analyst John Heinberg said the wheat complex was the leader of the grains yesterday. The wheat market seems to be a little bit of a leader. It was trying to get some positive gains, a little export talk out there, technical buying on some short covering coming into play, but starting to fade a little bit. That seems to be the gas behind the corn market one way or another is how wheat finishes out the day, as it just seems to be uh, the pulling factor one way or another. Go to rrfn.com, sign up for our weekly Red River Farm Network e-newsletter, Farm Net News will hit your email box every Monday. This is the Red River Farm Network. Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. USDA's weekly export sales report for the week ending January 18th shows combined old and new crop corn export sales of 992,000 metric tons. That's 22% less than the previous week, but 18% more than the four-week average. Soybean export sales of 561,000 metric tons are down 28% from the previous week and are less than 1% below the four-week average. The soybean sales contain no sales for the new crop marketing year. Net old and new crop wheat export sales of 510,000 metric tons are down 28% from the previous week but are 58% ahead of the four-week average. The railroad business will change due to the push toward renewable diesel fuel. According to the USDA Grain Transportation Report, an expansion of the soybean crush will likely result in more soybean meal exports and less focus on whole soybean ex export sales. 58% of the whole soybean shipments are moved in cars owned by the railroad, while more than 90% of the soybean meal is shipped on privately owned cars. Since meal is more difficult to move, the report said railroads may be less likely to invest in rail cars in the future. Lease rates for privately owned rail cars were approximately $600 per car per month this past fall. That's 50% higher than the rate seen in early 2020. Sustainable aviation fuel production is happening at a new facility in Georgia, and it's going to be relying on imported ethanol while American producers, American ethanol producers, rush to meet compliance. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Tyler Donaldson has more. While production of corn-based ethanol has been on the rise in America for some time now, a new use with sustainable aviation fuel has many Midwest farmers eager to get involved. North Dakota Farm Growers President Andrew Malk talks about the opportunity that this provides for American corn growers and how they can quickly meet carbon intensity score requirements. Things like this is exactly what we at the Corn Growers Association are, are fighting for. Ethanol in general is really the reason I was able to come back to our farm. Although, you know, to, to create that extra market and have that ability to go get something kind of new and fresh, it was really huge for me personally. But as a corn grower in general, I mean, these are the things that we are, are wanting to develop and we have ethanol now, it's here, it's readily available, it's sustainable. My fear, I guess, that uh, we might not be able to tap that without lower CR, CI scores, uh, being able to do that in some of our ethanol plants here locally. Malk is hopeful that the solutions to reaching lower carbon intensity scores are already in place. Not very often you come up with a new 
market that really works well with what we're trying to do and everything. So that's awesome that way. But yeah, the, probably the biggest thing, well, I'll say a win for, for everybody now was the commerce came out and accepted the Greek model as their model to be able to to get to that common CI score, but really locally, the quickest bang for your buck, I guess, as far as lowering that is uh, the pipeline coming through to grab all this carbon sequestration and being able to lower a lot of these ethanol plants by 30 points, just you know, just by tapping on into that. So that's one thing locally that's really close to here and now. Another thing is just being able to prove that we as growers and, and far- corn farmers are doing the right things that we're doing already on our farms, and, and for us to get credit for that. Uh, to be part of the solution. That was North Dakota Corn Growers Association President Andrew Mock. For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Tyler Donaldson. Trade negotiations between Canada and the United Kingdom have stalled. Agriculture seems to be the stumbling block with both sides arguing over market access. These trade talks have been underway since March of 2022. French farmers are continuing their government protests, setting hay bales and old tires on fire in front of a government building, Trucks and tractors are also being used to block major roads. The farmers are upset by regulatory pressures and high input costs. Similar demonstrations have been held in recent weeks in Germany, Poland, and Romania. U.S. potato growers are expected to plant fewer acres this year. According to North American Potato Market News, table potato movement this past year was at its strongest level in three years, but supplies are still backing up. Open market prices for table potatoes are down significantly from a year-ago levels. Red and yellow potatoes did not have the large price increases seen by russets this past year and have not seen the large price drop. The publication says some regions may see more red and yellow potato acreage this season. Environmental activist groups and European Union lawmakers have filed separate lawsuits challenging the European Commission decision to renew the registration for glyphosate. The groups claim the Safety assessment was not scientifically sound. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. March 15th is the deadline to declare your decision for the Agricultural Risk Coverage or ARC ARC program or the Price Loss Coverage PLC program at FSA. NDSU Extension Farm Management Specialist Ron Haugen encourages uh, producers to communicate their plans early. FSA doesn't want everybody trying to do things on the last day, of course. Um, but it probably was a good idea to wait a little because now the prices have fallen some. So then, you know, if you would have made this decision earlier, you might have made a different decision. Um, so you kind of get in line of, of what you think the prices may do. You know, the, 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 the more information is known, known, the longer you wait, but you still don't want to wait till, till the last minute. There are tools available from NDSU. I wanted to mention that our calculator is online on the Extension website. It's, it's uh, just NDSU Ag slash Farm Management. And all of our county agents have been out in the counties have been trained to work with this, with, with this software. And so you can go to your county office uh, either uh, and, or set up an appointment, and they will help you through it as well. Matt Trax is introducing the narrowest tracks in the industry, starting at just 9.6 inches and ranging up to 12 inches wide. These new tracks are designed for row crop production and can reduce compaction by up to 40% when compared to tires. Matt Trax is based at Carlstead, Minnesota. In the markets, we are down a bit in the uh, overnight trade as we speak. 
Six cents lower now for Minneapolis wheat, March at 7.03. The May contract down six and a quarter. Chicago wheat for March down seven and a quarter at 6.05. And hard red winter wheat down by five and a quarter. The same contract, 6.31 and three quarters. Corn, March, we're down four cents, 4.47 and three quarters. July down four. Soybeans for March, a dime down, 12.13 May down by 10 and a half cents. Plenty on the farm calendar during this time of year, including the North Dakota Livestock Alliance with the annual Livestock Summit. It's going on on Tuesday of next week, the 30th. Uh, They're going to be featuring a number of different issues relating to the livestock industry in Minnesota, including a look at building North Dakota's pig future. Uh, They're going to be featuring Dale Stevermer, who is a member of the National Pork Board. The NDSU Western North Dakota Best of the Best in Wheat meeting is going to be held on Wednesday of next week. That is going on in Minot. And nationally, it is the Cattle Industry Convention and Trade Show beginning on Wednesday of next week. It will continue through Friday. CattleCon, the Cattle Industry Convention in Orlando, and the Red River Farm Network will have broadcast coverage from that event as well. Also on tap... uh, Uh, Just over a week will be the American Sugar Beet Growers Association annual meeting in Orlando, and we'll have broadcast coverage from that as well. Have a great day, a great weekend. This is the Red River Farm Network.